Hello, Prover. Howdy, howdy. Welcome to... Zah. The Extraterrestrial Comedy Podcast brought to you by two but former MIBs who risked life and limb to bring you the truth about the life forms from the stars. As always, each week we take it in turns to bring you a new case to the table. I'm your host this week, Moonwalker, and sitting across from me, eagerly awaiting, is Kevin the Grey. That dramatic pause made me think you were going to call me something new, but you didn't. I would just like to add, in terms of your first statement though, risk life and limb. I would not risk any limbs. Life maybe, but I don't want to risk my limbs. When you decided to take off your red dress and throw it in the face of the guard, there was a possibility that you could lose a limb. No, they'd shoot for the head, I reckon. Huh, they do. Like, my, my knees are shot at the best of times. They have been since I've been about 12 years old. I don't want to lose them completely. Oh, you had to jump a table. You might not have been able to jump high enough. <laughs> Cracked your knee. Lost a limb. <sighs> this week's case takes us to Uruguay. And I think this could be our first case here. Or can you think of another one? I can't think of another one. No. We've said before that sometimes we don't cover cases in non-English speaking countries too much because the research is all in different languages, rarely in English. So it makes it a lot more difficult. Like I've covered a couple in Russia, for example, that have been quite difficult to find the evidence on because every other page is in a different language. Argentina, that was a really difficult one. We've, I think I've researched, I can't remember if I've recorded them or not, but I've certainly researched two in Argentina, Brazil. Barely any in China. One that I can think of. Mm, one in ancient Japan. Meng. Yeah. Ming! Oh, oh, was the other one Japanese? The pilot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, two from Japan then. We're getting sidetracked already, <laughs> but that's okay. Because uh, I was thinking of the ancient um, Soro Buna, or whatever it was. Yeah. The lady who washed up in their alien boat. Well, the time was 10.15. The date, October 28th, 1972. And the location is the Isla de Lobos. That sounds tremendous. Which is a beautiful looking place. That sounds like a party island. Al de Lobos. I have Arriba. For you there, oh, yeah. Gravy. Why have you put a seagull in a picture? You know I don't like them. You've given I mean, me a beautiful picture of like a walkway into almost a lagoon type area near the sea. Absolutely picturesque. And then there's just a little seagull sat on the bloody bridge. Do you want to see what that seagull's doing? <laughs> You've given me a second picture of a seagull Zoomed in It's waiting for you <laughs> Waiting <laughs> Looking angry uh, Well you know I'm not going to be on board with Whatever you're covering today now don't you I'm just going to be talking about seagulls the whole time God they've got such little twat legs haven't they It's an angry looking bird They're so uh, Just ugly creatures they're like flying rats. They can eat and digest anything. Like there's loads of rumors around about, oh, give them aspirin or paracetamol and it kills them. No, it doesn't. They digest everything. It's all old wives' tales. <laughs> the only way to deal with them is to punch them square in the face. <laughs> in the beak, cotton. <laughs> right on the tip of the beak. Ah, uh, what was I watching? 
I've, I might have just been perusing either Instagram or yeah. Facebook. But there was a video where a guy had some food or something in his lap and he was surrounded just by seagulls. And one went for it and he caught the seagull. Oh, <laughs> what did he do? What did he do? Did he he punch literally it? just like grabs it and it like just squeaks or whatever. Mm. I didn't have any volume on at the time. And then I uh, just threw it back and it flies off. Uh that seagull learned a lesson that day. Yeah, it did. Don't take chippies off a big man. Take it off a small child. So the Isla de Lobos is a few miles off the coast of Uruguay. Its translation is Island of the Fur Seals. And it was named this due to fur seals roaming freely. There's not really much there, with the only thing of note being a lighthouse. And although not much is there, it is still patrolled by the Navy. Suspicious. And on this particular night, they just happened to be kicking back playing cards. There were five Navy personnel involved. Corporals Jimenez, Fuentes and Gomez. And accompanying them was officer in charge Cascudo and telegraph operator Lima. Fuentes took note of the time and removed himself from the game to carry out his inspection of the generators. Honourable. Put fun to one side to focus on the job at hand. Exactly. You can trust this person. Get the job done, get back to the game. Indeed. The generators were located near the lighthouse, so he wouldn't have to go far from his current location. Oh, no. I've just thought, every time someone's got to go and check the generators in a movie, they die. <laughs> Fuentes! <laughs> I'm praying for Fuentes! Fuentes took a few steps forward before something caught his eye. Uh-oh. It's a dinosaur! <laughs> Samuel, Island of the Samuel first. L. Friend Fuentes. <laughs> Island of the fur seals my ass. Island of the furry giant birds. So Fuentes took a couple of steps forward before something caught his eye. Strange lights atop the generator roof. But to him, they looked like car headlights. Confused, Fuentes turned around, went back inside, grabbed his pistol and headed back towards the generators. Usually I would not condone arming up, but on this occasion that seems like a smart thing to do. Sensible move. He's about to go and fight two velociraptors with torches. (laughs) They're smart. I've seen Jurassic Park. They learn. They've learned to pick up torches when it gets dark. I was going to say, are they holding the torches or have they got the torches on their helmets? Heads? <laughs> They've put helmets on, turned them on, put them on their head, and they use them for two reasons. One, to attract people from afar to see what the lights are. Two, to illuminate their prey when they get there. Shine it straight in the eyes. Then Blind them. them. Yeah, spit on them and nibble them. I don't think Velociraptors spit. They do now. They've learned. They're intelligent. They know what people don't like. Question. Mm-hmm. Completely unrelated, but slightly related. Are there still fur seals in this De Lobo place? I don't know. Hmm. I wouldn't like to come face to face with a seal. No. I feel like they'd be a lot more aggressive than what you might think. Especially if you're wandering into their territory. Yeah. They start juggling yep. you like a beach ball. Everyone thinks they're all cute. And then they're just like... <laughs> <laughs> At 
absolutely <laughs> psychotic, ripping people to pieces. <laughs> slap you down. <laughs> they slab you. <laughs> slab Percy. They slab you and they just crack their, what do you call them, flippers? Or? Yeah. To slap you with their flippers uh, over it... your like bare body like a wrestling chop. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> the seal's elbow. <laughs> Seal flare. <laughs> As he got closer, he was able to tell that there were multiple lights and different colours too. Violet, white and also yellow. Slowly, he continued to make his approach. As he got closer, he could start to make out the shape of an object atop the roof. A raptor. One that shouldn't be there. A raptor. And as he got closer still, he could start to make out the outline of a figure. Then he noticed a second figure second come down from the top of the object. See? These figures, according to Fuentes, were about five foot. And then a third figure followed the second. This one was more like six foot. Daddy Raptor. All three, in perfect timing, like a synchronized swim team, turned to face Fuentes. Uh-oh. Who stopped dead in his tracks. Samuel L. Fuentes, you done <laughs> fucked up, son. <laughs> Run! Don't stop and freeze. I know I should be thinking this is aliens, but I'm just fully in Jurassic Park at this point. <laughs> <laughs> the raptors with claws all turned. I can't stop thinking of Samuel L. Fuentes now. So <laughs> that's that's just gonna be his name. Excellent. <laughs> Like I said, they've attracted him with the light. He's gone up there and they've just turned slowly for that dramatic effect because that's what dinosaurs do. Mm-hmm. They like that shit. Oh, hello. He's about to get messed up. They're always prepared for if there's a camera around. If someone's <laughs> got this on camera, this is going to look badass. Dinosaurs <laughs> love the limelight. They love to turn in slow motion for the cameras. TikTok. Created by dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually how you get away from dinosaurs. You pull out a camera so they start moving slowly and cool and leg it whilst they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Just distract them with the limelight. Whether it is free. Ah, <laughs> oh, you lucky bastard. What? Whether it was through shitting his pants or his military training, Fuentes pulled his pistol and started to raise it. However, before he could fully extend his arm, he stopped, but not through choice. He describes that a weird sensation went through him, a vibrating sensation. Legolas was beside him. (laughs) 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 It was mainly in his arms, and he was paralyzed. He doesn't state whether it was just in his arms or his whole body, but there was no way he was able to lift that gun any higher. Then he heard it, a voice in his mind that was not his own. Don't shoot because it's useless. Samuel L. Fuentes will be the judge of that. Who let these motherfucking raptors? I, I was about to say. Motherfucking building. Um, what I did there is I translated raptor speak. So when edited, <laughs> I will put the original 
quote in. <laughs> so here is the original quote. He remained where he was and just watched the figures as they stumbled around atop the roof. He describes them wearing some type of suit, which he thought must be heavy because of their awkward movements. After about a minute later, the figures re-entered what Fuentes later... Samuel L. Fuentes. Re-entered what Samuel L. Fuentes later describes as their craft. He watches as they climb what he can only describe as being steps because to him, their body movements looked like they were climbing steps. The craft had a metallic look to, his, to its exterior. A sliding door closed behind them and then the craft slowly began to ascend above the lighthouse, which was around 200 feet tall. Once it was at the top, a bright flame or light appeared from the bottom of the craft as it took off at a ridiculously high speed. And although it acted this way, short of a low humming sound, it was relatively silent. That low humming sound. It's a whip of the raptor tail. <laughs> They've learned to move like helicopters. It was their click. <laughs> I forgot about the clicks. Ah, of course. Mmm. So we have figures climbing into a craft. They look like they're going upstairs, but they might not actually be going up anything. If you're being lifted into a craft, why would your legs be moving like you're walking upstairs? They could have had a ramp or just the way they kind of hobbled as they went, bobbed from mm. left to right. So Samuel L. Fuentes took their advice and didn't shoot. He wasn't able to. Couldn't lift his... What's the point in telling him not to hand. shoot? It's useless if you're going to stop him anyway. You might as well just stop him. You're wasting energy also telling him. And you're also somewhat teasing by not giving the choice after telling them not to. <laughs> Maybe they wanted to tease him. They were playing games. Love games. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. So this was quite quiet, but a slight hum. Did, did the other personnel not wonder where he was? No, because they just thought he was out checking the generators. But surely that doesn't take very long. There's multiple generators. Okay. It's not just one that he's going mm -hmm. to see. I mean, they've not taken violent action against Samuel L. Fuentes, so his chances are starting to look better now. We're not out of the woods yet. He could get slabbed, but it looks like they're going to fly away without him. He should definitely fire at their craft. I'm coming across really violent here, aren't I? Like, <laughs> he should shoot at them. Attack! Attack the invaders who have done nothing wrong! About five episodes back, you're all like, don't choose violence. <laughs> why would you do that? Now it's all like, why didn't he just shoot them? See, that's, that's interesting, because usually I drink rum when we're recording. Today we're recording first thing in the morning, and I've been drinking coffee rather than rum. <laughs> So <laughs> caffeine effect <laughs> does caffeine make me violent. I've also sworn a couple of times today, which I'm not usually a big swearer. Hmm. Maybe you should have a coffee before football. <laughs> Be quite interesting. And I was also like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give a limb to say. <laughs> After a couple of rubs, I'll be sacrificing myself left, right and centre. So Samuel L. Fuentes 
remained exactly where he was. Pistol still in hand. Pop, pop, pop! Pea stains still on his pants. And he continued to watch the sky. So he had pea stains on his pants before? (laughs) Scanning it, looking for the craft or any other that may be there. When he was content that he couldn't see anything else, he made his way back to the others who were still there playing cards. Upon his return, the others could tell something was wrong. (laughs) Fuentes was pale, like the colour had been drained from his soul. Okay, that's why you've put a picture (laughs) of Shang Tsung in the research notes. I saw the picture and was like, what? what? This isn't relating to the story. (laughs) He's been sucked. Soul sucked. They also noticed how his pistol was still in his hands. They asked him what had happened and he explained everything. They laughed and dismissed what he'd said he'd seen. All except for Cascudo, who took everything in and made note of the details. Smart. Cascudo would take these details and pass them on to a superior shortly after. And a short while later, Samuel L. Fuentes was summoned before a high-ranking military officer to retell what had happened that night. Interesting. So they're taking it seriously, either through potentially believing or through thinking that maybe they were up to some shit they shouldn't have been up to and they want to check. Mm Mm-hmm. And below is a picture of the high-ranking officer. (laughs) Is that Forrest Gump? Yeah. (laughs) What is Forrest Gump here? High-ranking officer called in Fuentes. Samuel L. Fuentes. So, So, Samuel L. Fuentes is being questioned by Forrest Gump. Yep. How did that go? (laughs) Never know what you're going to (laughs) get. But what did he get? The details of what had happened were meticulously recorded this time. And they wished to know every painstaking detail. Once it finished, the high-ranking officer was taken aside into a room by two special agents from the American embassy. Mibs. They then showed Fuentes a series of drawings of strange-shaped crafts and saucers and he was asked to pick out the one which was closest to the one that he saw. Hmm. Officially. That's... Sorry, go on. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, that's very interesting. It's like they know what they're looking for. Possibly. Officially, this is where the American embassy's interest ceased. Officially. Before I speculate, do we have details as to where it went unofficially? No. So, I've. This is proper Mib stuff. We've got Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith questioning Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> this would be a great movie. They know exactly what species they're after of extraterrestrial visitor. They've come with different ships. They're identifying which one it was. They got they're... Tom Hanks to cross examine him beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> Hanks, Jackson, Smith. Jones. <laughs> Smith <and> Jones. <laughs> what a lineup. This is this is gonna go over budget so quickly. No special effects whatsoever because they spent it all getting all these actors on board. <laughs> but yeah, this is proper MIB stuff. They're identifying who, then they're gonna go after them. Mm-hmm. It's so MIBI. 
I don't have any other thoughts other than it's just absolutely mibbed up. Was... Did Fuentes continue in his career, do we know? Samuel L. Fuentes. Yeah. Or did he end up yeah. uh, quitting and working as like a security guard it's unclear. for the sequel? It's unclear. Okay. Why have they chosen by saying to... Un- sorry. By saying unclear, I just don't want to spoil the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> Why have they involved the American embassy? What's it got to do with them? I don't know if they involved more so that the American embassy heard and were like, we need a word. Hmm. Why wouldn't you take that assistance? I suppose the other alternative is that America was testing technology themselves and they wanted to see how it had been perceived. How do you explain the voice in his head and him being paralysed? Technology. The voice in his head. Yeah. They, like Project MK Ultra Stranger Things, Tim, Montauk style... Someone was in the Montauk chair putting those voices in his head. Or it was his inner monologue and he froze because he shat his pants at what he was seeing. He was going to check the generators. There was actually some spies there taking data and he perceived them to be aliens. Wasn't expecting to be anyone there because it never was when he did the generator run usually. So absolutely crapped his pants, peed his pants and froze. So Samuel L. Fuentes would go on to retell his story to others including UFO investigators who would go on to investigate this sighting further. Some of these independent investigations would further solidify the claims made by Samuel L. Fuentes. Most notably, the investigation by CIOVI, the Uruguayan UFO Investigation Center. Yeah! They put Samuel L. Fuentes through rigorous testing psychologically. These tests would only end up serving Fuentes' story. The report wouldn't paint Samuel L. Fuentes as an endearing individual, but it would conclude that he was sincere, uncomplicated, and simple. Sounds like someone that gets straight to the point and cuts out all the bullshit. Why wasn't he endearing? Maybe he was just too straightforward for them. He was an absolute arsehole. Yep. <laughs> they were testing him like, what's two plus two? Eat my ass! <laughs> he was also described as straightforward and truthful. Something else that was noted, which wouldn't have occurred to me, is that they mentioned that Samuel L. Fuentes has no cultural burden either. Therefore, his rationale would be what he saw and not skewed by anything that he believed religiously or culturally. Hmm. He has no real imagination and has has no tendency to fabricate. They also claim he has no real knowledge of what was going on in the social environment. So to them, they concluded that he was telling the truth. They've basically character assassinated this man and they're just saying that he's a plank of wood. He's utterly stupid. He has no imagination. He can't think of anything. Therefore, this this is real. Well, they're saying he's a straight shooter. Doesn't really give they're, a they're shit not, about though. anything other than what his he, job is. He has no real imagination. So Samuel L. Fuentes was even examined by profilers. Why did they think that he was a serial killer? <laughs> Criminal minds, Tim. <laughs> who say that the action of him getting his gun 
and not alerting the others is exactly how someone like Fuentes would react in that situation. Is it though? According. Tiny, tiny little bird has just stood at the window looking at us. Friend of the Listen. seagull, isn't it? <laughs> Listening. <laughs> yeah. Recording. Tweet, tweet, birdie. Sorry. What were you saying? So, this is the part of the probe where we turn to science and scepticism. Before we turn to science and scepticism. But he didn't get his gun and not alert the others. He was frozen by these people. That's not how he reacted. That's how he was made to react. He went back in, got his gun and didn't alert the others that he saw something strange. Yeah, I don't know that I agree with that profile. Are you a profiler? Yes. Amongst my many titles alongside <laughs> ufologist, <laughs> extraterrestrialist, Mib. paranormal investigator, <laughs> Mib, former Mib, not a Mib any longer, allegedly, truthfully, Legolas cosplayer. <laughs> so this is the part where we turn back to science and scepticism. That's it. <laughs> what? So to summarise... Oh, oh, oh. You don't have any alternatives. Or... There is no science, there is no scepticism oh. from anybody involved. Oh, crikey. This is going to be a tough one, isn't it? So to summarise, we have the Isla de Lobos case, where Corporal Samuel L. Fuentes, after playing cards, goes to do his checks of the generators. He sees a strange light atop the roof, so decides to go back inside and collect his pistol before going to investigate. He witnesses three individuals and a strange craft. When they turn to look in his direction, he pulls his gun, but finds he physically can't finish the movement. A strange voice in his head tells him not to shoot because it's pointless, before they get back in the craft and fly off. Samuel L. Fuentes returns to his group and tells them what happened. All but one of them dismiss it, and this one snitches on him to his superior. Samuel L. Fuentes is called before a higher-up and told to retell his story. Two agents from the American Embassy pull, pull the higher-ranked officer to one side before showing Samuel L. Fuentes pictures of other crafts and then dropping their interest. Samuel Fuentes goes on to tell his story to others, including UFO investigators, and is subjected to, rigor subjected to rigorous psychological testing, which further proves his truthfulness. He's also profiled, and the profilers believe his actions are exactly the actions someone like Samuel Fuentes would take in that situation. So there you have it, Greybeard. All out on the washing line. So bring it in and let everyone hear you say, but it was aliens. No. <laughs> what? I flat out refuse. <laughs> Did Samuel Fuentes go on to the UFO circuit, appear at any conventions or anything like that? We have no information of that taking place. Do we have definitive confirmation that Samuel L. Fuentes existed? 
we have no information <laughs> on that. Redacted. Okay, so on that basis, I'm not saying that it was aliens because there just isn't enough evidence of this one for me. I need to see more. And I assume had this have really happened to a military or naval organization, they would have been trained better than what Fuentes displayed. They would have got the colleagues, got evidence, etc., etc. They probably would have tried to initiate all-out warfare or at least observe and take it back to base to decide what to do with it. What just if there they're... isn't enough, doesn't feel legit to me. There's something about it just doesn't feel like it's anything but fabrication. What if they're trying to hide something? What if who's trying to hide it? The military. Then why have they let the story out? Because Samuel L. Fuentes can't be held. <laughs> they're just He's Samuel L. Fuentes. He, he doesn't fire, he just poops his pants. You can't. They'd sort him out You can't easy. go after him. Innocence would do his lives. What if he's not innocent? Not him. I'm on about others. <laughs> How would they lose their lives? Because they'd start a war with Samuel L. Fuentes. And they know they don't want a war with Samuel L. Fuentes. He's not Rambo. No, he's Samuel L. Fuentes. <laughs> well, he doesn't fire when, when he needs to. <laughs> he knew he didn't sees need a, to. Sees a couple of dinosaurs, craps his pants and freezes. <laughs> That's not the man you want on your side. I'd go for Hanks in this situation. <laughs> Hanks is going to act when needed. Hanks doesn't freeze. He runs. <laughs> exactly. No, you're right. For me, this is also not aliens. Do I believe that Fuentes saw something? Yes. Do I believe it was aliens? No. So I think there may have been some shady government op going on. Mm. And he happened to see... The back end. Like the, Yeah, them about to leave. Um, they all turned at the same time because maybe one... There was might have been four of them there. Mm -hmm. And they were like, someone's watching us. So the other three turn. Um... The voice inside his head, I think, was just his conscience telling him not to shoot and he was too scared to lift his hands up to finish that movement because in his mind, if that was an alien craft and he would have shot, he has no idea what they're capable of. So I think his own brain told him, don't shoot. Like, it's pointless. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, not aliens. Dodgy military or <laughs> dodgy dodginess. spy espionage shit going on, but not aliens. We didn't even touch on whether they just got smashed playing cards and he dreamed. Maybe he fell asleep at his chair. <laughs> Might have done. <laughs> um, also, yeah, you mentioned it earlier and it's the same thing I thought of whilst doing the, writing this uh, case out. Why would you paralyse him so he couldn't shoot and then mm. tell him that it's pointless to shoot? It makes no sense. Yeah. You'd either do one or the other, not both. Mm -hmm. Unless you tell him that it's pointless and then you see his arm start to move, then you paralyse him. Yeah, this one but, just doesn't feel like a natural 
course of events, does it, really? No, not at all. And why would you then... I can't see a military officer or corporal mm-hmm. going off and starting to just tell UFO investigators about it. Yeah. Not but, in the way that this kind of portrays it to happen anyway. But then this one does feel to me like the five-minute intro to Men in Black 5. <laughs> you could see this happening right at the start. I mean, uh, we write a script. <laughs> we can call up Tommy Lee, <laughs> Will Smith, don't Hanks. Don't mention his wife. And Samuel L. Fuentes. <laughs> Uh, so I reckon Samuel L. Jackson would be well up for this. Yeah, he would. <laughs> so thank you for joining us for this week's probe. You can find us on Facebook at But It Was Aliens. Our Facebook group is Extraterrestrial Towers. Join us. We're on Instagram at But It Was Aliens Podcast. And we're also on Twitter at But It Was Aliens. We also have a Patreon where you can enjoy exclusive bonus episodes outside the realms of the extraterrestrial at patreon.com forward slash but it was aliens as always i have been moonwalker he has been Greybeard, and this is but it was aliens remember the truth is up there hash tag